0: Welcome to another edition of In Your Money, I'm Brian Hirsch, and this evening we're focusing on investment. Even those investors who understand long-term horizons are starting to feel quite anxious about what is happening in markets. Equity markets ended last week on a distinctly sour note, with on use alone, Friday was down 2.7, and a further drop today. Over and above that, when global markets are usually off, the RAND follows suit. Yet, over the last few months, the RAND has been extremely strong. That also did not very last long, with Iran dripping almost 8% in less than seven trading days. And joining this evening is David Shapiro, Chief Global Equity Strategist at Sassfin Wealth. David, good evening to you. And nice to have you on the side of the table, David, (laughs) because you're normally on this side of the table. But David, viewers have heard when I've said, if you're confused, you're thinking straight. Because I don't think anyone can make head of tails of what's
1: happening at the moment. And Put some context to this. (laughs) You know, Brian, if we go back November, December, and I'm talking about the Fed, the Federal Reserve, Jay Powell, who's the uh, chairman of the Fed, um, at that stage, he had said that we are not going to raise interest rates until we have stability in the uh, employment market. And still we get all those people who were unemployed during the pandemic back to work. That was the message we had. And we had built in around about maybe a half to three quarters of a percent rise this year as we came out the pandemic and the government started to withdraw their stimulus programs you know there was a global trend so think about that that's three or four months ago all of a sudden now um, powell is now talking about two and a half to three percent interest rate hikes so from point 0.5 to three and a half and now he's going and front loading and almost in a panic so when you say listen I'm confused of course you have the right to be because the message that we got in November December has been, you know Fowler's T- done a complete pivot he's done a 180 degrees turnaround so we're all struggling to understand what we do from now on you know where do we go to from here so i think it's a very confusing situation all of it has to do with inflation and of course the the ukraine war didn't help as well so i think um we're battling our way through through things at the moment so as as you say if people feel confused you're not alone you're in good company
0: and david you know when you think about investors i mean you know we talk about long term Mm. everyone's got a different time horizon Mm. of long term how do you see things developing over the next two to three years and what is your understanding of long term
1: long term long-term. long <laughs> term long term is not tomorrow you know i think i think i think most of the investors we meet they say yes we're long term we're long term until the market cracks like yesterday or the day before uh then suddenly they're not so long term but you it's like a business brian when you start a business you don't make profits the first year. It takes a long time to build up the critical mass that you need to build an understanding. So that is, that's long term. I normally take anywhere from four, five, six years. We're thinking five to 10 years ahead now. When we're planning our portfolios, we think that the next five to 10 years are going to be a very exciting uh, time coming out of this pan- pandemic and also going into this digital age. So I think once we get through this noise, and believe me, it's noise, because a lot of this noise will vanish, I think we're in for a very exciting five to ten years of, uh, you know, of pressing the reset button and uh, kind of reshaping the global economy. I don't think we've got enough time to go through it, but I mean, there are a lot of positive things that are going to happen in the next five to ten years. David, you,
0: we, we often look at, we look at volume in markets. Mm. I mean, with the markets coming down, is it coming down in big volume? Is there a lot of selling or just a lot of people just waiting, saying, look, never try and catch a falling knife. We're just going to stay out of the
1: market. The, the volumes, both up and down, have been very disappointing. I haven't seen. I I watch volumes every day for that very reason to see what kind of selling there's there's been. And normally I look at uh, you know for for example today, APSA was the biggest trader. Why APSA? Well, you know Barclays uh, sold out of their stake in APSA. so there's still a bit of trading taking around that book build and that because uh, there was there was a book build, so a lot of institutions must have bought shares and have been trading there. So I I think that uh, but. Over and above that, the volumes are not dramatic, they're not, they're not heavy, so it's more a markdown. You know? it's, it's very easy to, to fall off, it's very hard to fall up, you know what I mean? So when markets go down, they come down at a more dramatic pace than they, than they go up. So we've had inflation fears, we've mm. had
0: rising interest rates, we've had oil price, we've got a war. Yeah. now. In the month in the month of April we've got reporting season. Yes. and companies are starting to yes. report but the technology companies will report later in the month this, or soon. this, this week and this David, week and 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 how I mean the analysts what are they expecting what are they I, I suppose you're also looking to see not only the results but what they what what's behind the results what yes. they have to say yes
1: that that to me is the most important we're going to see this week uh, what what the technology companies say it's going to be an important portent of what happens ahead Uh, the cynics will say well this has already happened you know we're going into tougher times but I think it's going to be very important and I think we're expecting good numbers Um, I don't think people are in the mood to buy but I think it is going to at least form some kind of strong foundation if the results are good so uh, uh, very I think there there are 30 big companies in the US that are going to report that we know i mean there are a lot more but 30 of the big companies that we know will be reporting within the next few days but 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 results are very important david you've commented
0: on the on a lot of the negatives Mm. that are weighing against our market can you see anything else on the on the horizon that we may (laughs) not not you know we talk about the black swans yeah yeah.
1: i'll tell you what the (laughs) best news is the best news is everybody's negative so you can't find a bull. That means whoever wanted to be out is out. <laughs> so as soon as the news changes and as soon as we get a little bit of good news, I think things will start to improve. And I th- personally, I think we're coming to peak inflation. I think we're very close to it. And I think the kind of activity we're seeing now is the kind of desperate type of activity. It normally spells, in this case, the, nadir, the, the bottom of the market, not the top of the market. So I think, I th- I think we're close to it so i'm not i'm not in panic state, you know not at all and thank goodness we've got a few holidays that we don't have to look at the market you know we can just wait we in south africa don't look (laughs) at the markets
0: but the global market is slow but david we we talk about the way up in the market you had COVID for the Mm. two Mm. previous years Mm. now you've got the war. Mm. what is more significant on the markets is it the war or inflation or or or?
1: the only thing the war has done is it's uh it's affected commodity prices and it wouldn't have been that bad if europe wasn't so dependent on russian oil and russian gas and that's that's been the very you know that's been the difficulty and i think that if uh if europe had had you know was less reliant i I don't think the impact would have been anywhere close to as bad as it is at the moment yes um you know there's palladium prices everybody talks about and they talk about um um, the wheat prices and and particularly for some of the emerging countries you know i think for for them it's going to be a little worse but but by and large russia's a small economy and ukraine's a very small economy so, you know, those two companies, countries didn't really topple, weren't going to really topple uh, global growth. Global growth, the slowdown is coming because people's sentiment is down and also because uh, of, of concerns about inflation. You know, if the oil price goes up, it affects a affects gas pump in Kansas City, you know, I mean, even though, even though you're far away from the Ukraine. And I think it is a problem with the, with, with the U.S. People are worried about, uh, inflation, but it, it, it's, mainly, it's mainly gas, you know, gasoline. They're going into the driving season. Well, a big problem for South Africans. Mm. I mean, mm. with interest mm.
0: rates mm. rising, most of 99.9% of working South Africans have got debt. I mean, you can't own a home when you mm. first go out into business. You can't own a car without yeah. taking on debt. If interest rates yeah. rise, I mean, out of their pay packet, it's going to come more yeah. towards debt and less into our economy. Yeah. So less people actually spending. Those are all the issues. But we're going to take a break. You can we take, stay tuned. We'll be back shortly.